You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome back, everybody. Another edition here of the Auburn Undercover Podcast on the 24-7 Sports Network. My name is Nathan King. It's almost game day. About a day away. If you're listening to this, you might be listening to it on Saturday morning. Probably not if it's... Considering it's 11 a.m. kick, of course, 11 a.m. Central, noon Eastern, Auburn faces Ole Miss in Oxford. It's only the second time that Auburn has played a top 10 um, Ole Miss team in their history. And uh, the Rebels are looking like about right now they're going to close at around a two-touchdown favorite. So trying to snap a losing streak there at Ole Miss is. They've lost six straight in this series. Of course, that means Auburn has one six straight going back to 2016, but it seems like a bit of a, a bit of a stretch this year, but you never know. We're going to get a little bit more insight, though, on what Ole Miss has done so far this season and what to expect from Saturday's game from Mr. Tyler Comis from Rebels 24-7 inside the Rebels. Tyler, you know, we caught up with you over the summer to preview this team and preview this game, and uh, I remember you talking about, you know, the potential for this to be a good rushing attack, that that trio of running backs they had and also the potential for this to be an improved defense seems like both of those have have come through and now we're now we're looking at an undefeated Ole Miss team midway through the season absolutely hey, thanks for having me on again Nathan it's it's a pleasure to always be and doing these with you and and last time we did chat it was July and and I said that the rebel I expect the rebels to be 6-0 going into this game uh, and that and that rush attack again at the top of the SEC. I think it's just behind Alabama after after six games. But I'm not going to lie, I, I, the defense has exceeded a lot of my expectations from July. They're only allowing 14 and a half points through six games, so uh, I'm impressed. Yeah, I want to start there on that side of the ball, just because you know it's funny to listen to Lane Kiffin too, because he he always kind of has this frustration when people are talking about how strong the rushing attack is. And he's like, well, y'all haven't been paying attention because this has been, this has been old, you know, Ole Miss's identity. It's just, they, they happen to have an NFL quarterback for the past couple seasons. But, you know, I thought it was interesting earlier this week, Brian Harson said he actually thought Ole Miss had an underrated defense last year. He said they were better than they were given credit for. But at the end of the day, he said he does see a lot of improvement um, from that unit this season. Of course, they were the reason Ole Miss came out of that Kentucky game with a win. They were the reason Ole Miss beat a top 10. Kentucky team they made defensive play after defensive play in that in that fourth quarter um I remember over the summer we talked about you know the loss of DJ Durkin and and you expressed um a lot of confidence from your end in in a guy like Partridge to be able to to fill in there and and keep this defense going at a high level and so I I guess what have been the biggest improvements on on all three levels of this defense what have what have been the reasons that they are now I mean they're a top they're a top 30 35 unit in in most efficiency metrics and like you said, they've they've done a good job holding teams down in terms of a scoring perspective. 
I think a big challenge that Partridge overcame was was getting all these new players to mesh because, I mean, there aren't a lot of – there aren't too many returning guys from last year's starting D aside, aside Finley um, and a few guys on that D line. But guys like Pegues has been stepping up. Kari Coleman has been a huge addition. Troy Brown at, uh, has honestly been the defensive MVP for – for Ole Miss right now up to this point. And, and there were a lot of question marks surrounding, you know, how this defense is going to, how it's going to improve or even, you know, keep up with it last year because they lost two huge pieces in, in Chance Campbell and Sam Williams to the NFL draft. And, and they also have this uh, true freshman, Davison Igbenosin, who, who's been starting since week one, who's really been, he, he looks like he'll have a promising future as a lockdown corner at Ole Miss. So I, I look at those as to big reasons uh, why this defense has been so good is just the way they've responded to each other on and off the field, more importantly on. Yeah, speaking of true freshmen, um, a guy that a lot of people in this state know just from right down the road at, at Pike Road, Montgomery, uh, Quinshawn Judkins is a guy that it, it's kind of it's kind of understood that Auburn, I don't know if drop the ball is the right word in terms of his recruitment um you know they they had him sort of reeled in and and on a string but but they they didn't you know pursue him heavily um now he goes to Ole Miss and looks like one of the best true freshman running backs we've seen in this conference in quite some time I I know Zach Evans is dealing with with a minor correct me if I'm wrong a minor injury um at the moment but yeah even even when he's been healthy Judkins has been at least looking like to me the more explosive um, what's been the biggest key to not only this being yet again a top five rushing attack in the country, but for a guy like Judkins to step on campus and immediately be one of the best runners in the country? He's just a physical runner. He, he's he's the workhorse of this team so far, and honestly, he's Evans was a lot more hyped up, and and Usilis Bent, Us, Bentley as well. But he he's been dealing with a wrist injury. He hasn't played. He hasn't dressed in a few games rather. Um, and this offensive line too. I mean, you have you have a redshirt freshman and Micah Pettis winning SEC Offensive Lineman of the Week um, in his first start uh, two weeks ago against Kentucky. He's been impressive. And redshirt freshman Jaden Williams at left tackle had, had has had to step in at this point of the season. They've really, I don't know if they've gotten enough credit for paving the way for uh, guys like Juckins and, and Evans, but. It, it, another part of that is as Judkins' run style. He just seems to be regularly throwing guys off of him, and 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 seems to just gain traction as as players just you know come right on him and bounce right off. Yeah, it's kind of the NFL type. I mean, you know, again, he's only a true freshman, um, but six he's games. A very in, young he's kid. <laughs> yeah, he's looked all the part, and that and that's kind of that NFL running back quality you look for is stronger as the game goes on. Invites contact is able to to work his way through there um you know matt corral was was you know such a big loss of course when you have a guy who is a bona fide nfl quarterback who was a multi-year starter um for your program and and when we when we caught up over the summer weren't sure who it was going to be between jackson's art um and luke altmeyer of course two both both very talented guys it it, it has been jackson dart um this season I, i know that things haven't necessarily been as explosive or prolific as as the heights under matt corral but still been a really good passing offense what what does dart do well so far in this offense this season um and what kind of weapons does he have at receiver i know i know mingo broke a broke a receiving record for them against against vanderbilt and, and there are question marks against michael trade just tell me a little bit about this passing game that that complements that rushing attack 
You're right. Compliments is, is the right word because this team is really a, a run first uh, offense and it's and it's done well for them. You know, Jackson's best the best part of his game is definitely the deep ball and the explosive plays. And and honestly, his running game is is re- reminiscent of the one Matt Corral had. You know, he Ole Miss fans want him to slide a lot more than he does. He takes a lot of contact himself, but he, he still has some things he needs to clean up in his game. I mean, he's only a 19 year old um, sophomore. So and and he's got a lot. I mean, just like the defense, the offense brought in a lot of new pieces, too. So they didn't have the most time to click. You know, it it takes a few games to build that on field chemistry. But him and him, Heath and Mingo really seem to have some kind of chemistry uh, going. And Watkins is Jordan Watkins, a transfer from Louisville. He's starting to to find a role in the offense. He's coming off a 100 yard game with uh including a 61-yard touchdown, and, and he says he feels a lot more confident and he's kind of been waiting for that kind of game. And obviously, like you said, Mingo, uh, 247 receiving yards uh, against in Vanderbilt. And, and Jackson Dart just seems to be building upon each game. But at the same time, there's always – in, in every game this season, there's been at least one, you know, terrible decision to put it frank and one ball one deep ball that's just barely overthrown at least one per game so he's still got things to sharpen up this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, just so Auburn fans can catch up on a, a couple of their uh, former top-end recruits, uh, J.J. Pegues and, and Ladarius Tennyson have both – you mentioned Pegues earlier on, it seems like, in terms of in terms of creating you know, high-level SEC depth, which, of course, is what everybody in the, in the conference wants. Um, they've been big additions, if not just, just from that standpoint. Um, I, I look at a guy, at least on the stat sheet, and obviously you can, you can tell us more from, from watching the team every weekend, but – um, Tennyson has really flashed in in that regard. I see second on the team in tackles for loss at what's a what's a pretty deep position group. If anytime you're going to be playing rock paper scissors um, to decide who's going to be the starter there, it seems like you're in pretty good shape. Just tell me a little bit about uh, about what both of those guys have brought on the defensive side this season, and then for Pegues, what he's brought on the offensive side too. Tennyson and Pegues have been really big uh, additions for Ole Miss, especially I think. I mean especially Pegues in the run game, but both of them have really been great tacklers for Ole Miss, an area that uh, head coach Lane Kiffin has has called out a few times, uh, and particularly against Tulsa, Kentucky, and Vanderbilt. Uh, there's been a little bit of an issue there, but but I saw that Tennyson already 
I, I mean, I, I'm sure his playing time has been a lot different uh, with Ole Miss than it was in years past with Auburn, but he already has a career high in, in tackles this season through six games, I think 23. And Pegues is on pace to, you know, tackles for, for a guy at his position is not, is not the most important statistic, but he's on pace. Absolutely. Yeah, he's, he's on pace to surpass that. And they're using him on, on offense too. And in, in kind of that up back world, they, you saw him at at Auburn a little bit. Yeah, they uh they had him and and another D lineman in at fullback the other the other week against Vanderbilt. But honestly, I thought he'd be playing a lot more offense after the spring game than than what he has. But maybe you know, knowing Lane Kiffin, maybe he has something up his sleeve to to get the former Tiger some kind of point. <laughs> yeah, we we've been talking about that a good bit this week. Like you said, knowing Kiffin and and you know Pagese, of course, yeah, he's an Oxford guy. It's it's so it's and he you know talking about talking with him and Tennyson this week, watching their interviews, you know, it seems like both of them are kind of keeping a level head going against their former teammates. But at the end of the day, like, like you said, it would not be surprising for him to give, you know, to for Kiffin to give him an opportunity um, to score in this game. You know, speaking of Kiffin, like we, like we mentioned at the open, this is, this is just a monkey that, that Ole Miss has been needing to get off their back for a little bit. You go back to last year and the only other regular season loss for Ole Miss was at Alabama. I mean, if, if, if they had, handled business at Auburn when at the end of the year, of course they look like, you know, they're a better team on the season than Auburn. I just don't think they played very well offensively in that game. You're talking about an 11 and one Ole Miss team that would have a shot an outside shot to be that four seed in the playoff. And then you go back to 2020, the, the possibly botched call on the kickoff. This has been a frustrating series for Ole Miss in recent history. And then for Lane Kiffin, since he took over. Uh, as far as uh, for Lane Kiffin, what this game means for Lane Kiffin and, and the whole Oxford community, you said it last season, Ole Miss's only two losses were Auburn and Alabama. And throughout the whole Lane, era, Lane Kiffin era, uh, which started in, in 2020, the only two teams to go 2-0 and against the Rebels um, has been Auburn and Alabama. And, wow. and last, last two have been real gut-wrenching losses for, for Ole Miss fans, especially, you know. Uh, and losing the past six, too, that doesn't help even before the Lane Kiffin era. So it's an 11 a.m. game. Uh, the crowd for Kentucky was was unbelievable. And the game sold out again for Saturday, this Saturday. Um, so I expect an environment just like that Kentucky game. And, and we'll see if it actually you know gives Ole Miss a home field advantage because Lane Kiffin's been trying to sell that the whole season and and said that they only won that Kentucky, pulled that Kentucky game out at the end because of the crowd and energy so they're they're looking for that same environment again yeah i was gonna say you know it's kind of keeping up with it loosely in the beginning stages of the season uh you know he given doesn't mince words especially when it comes to yeah. you know, that angle of frustration saying you know remember him after the first couple of weeks that you're saying you know you look around the country and you see the differences you see differences being made in games by crowds and then like you mentioned they they had it go out there and make a difference um against kentucky this is still despite auburn is I don't know if they're as big a program as like an LSU, but but really just, you know, even those kinds of teams, even in down years, when you play a team like Ole Miss, they're still going to get up for that game. It's still going to be a big home game for them. Um, Tyler, I guess just, you know, a score prediction if you would like to, if you're, if you're at that point, yes. you're going to give one. Um, but just overall, the the way you see this game playing out um, and, and kind of what some factors are for both these teams on Saturday. Uh, yeah, I actually just got done writing my fearless forecast, this little, you know, prediction series our our site does. Um, and I had a final score of 38 to 17. Um, you know, from an out, I mean, 
from following Auburn loosely a little bit. Um, from what I understand, they're they're likely rolling with their freshman QB, Robbie Ashford, uh, correct? Yeah, uh, yeah, first year guy from from Oregon. Yeah, it's 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 unlikely Finley is going to come back. He may travel, but I, I'd be shocked if he played in this game. Yeah, and so I, I just at the end of the day, I like Ole Miss's quarterback more right now. Um, and I just don't know if Auburn has the firepower on offense uh, to keep up with Ole Miss scoring wise. But, uh, you know, a few bad decisions by Jackson Dart could completely uh, negate what I just said. And and from what I've seen, I think Bigsby has, has had a little bit of a down year by his standards. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, so I, I like Ole Miss's defense to contain all, uh, bottle all that up, and, uh, and you know, probably make them a one-dimensional offense come fourth quarter, and make Ashford throw the ball a lot. Yeah, and that's not been it's not been a recipe for success for them. Uh, he's he's attempted thirty-eight passes in each of their last two games against LSU. There were a couple coverage busts, so he was able to rack up the yardage. But he only completed fifty percent of his passes there. Look at Georgia. He had the worst completion percentage for an Auburn quarterback um, in a decade in that game. And you mentioned Bigsby's struggles. <clears throat> yeah, a big factor for me, something I think that isn't talked about enough when it's looking at this matchup, and you referenced it when talking about Pagese and what he adds in that element. Ole Miss's run defense has been a lot better um, than it has been in seasons past. And that just doesn't bode well for what Auburn's got going on right now because Bigsby is, is, is one thing, but the run blocking has just been atrocious. Um, really just not been able to get much of a head of steam. So uh, I like that score prediction for you because it is ex- the exact same score prediction I've got. So it gets the, uh, gets, the oh, stamp wow. <laughs> gets the stamp of approval over here. Well, uh, thank you so much, Tyler, for, for hopping on today. I know all of, all of our listeners um, appreciated it. If you are listening to this in podcast form, um, then good on you. And you have no idea uh, the, the kind <laughs> of technical difficulty streaming experience we had today because it was pretty, uh, it's pretty unreal. You know, it's Halloween. It's like it's October. It's Halloween. We're just getting we're just getting like pranked by some uh, exactly yeah, it by, has know, spirits, all that kind of stuff. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> but we, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get out of here before we get before we get hit with another one. So thanks so much to Tyler for hopping on today. You guys can follow him on Twitter at Tyler Comis, K-O-M-I-S. Of course, Inside the Rebels is our 24-7 affiliate sister site over there covering the Ole Miss Rebels. They've done a bunch of great preview stuff this week. So until the next episode, which will be me and Jason reacting on our way back from Oxford on Saturday evening, we will catch you guys later. Everybody enjoy the game, and we will talk to you all soon. Yes, Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. I'm a citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount Plus.